This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Hello again, everybody, and welcome back to Rikers Island, ladies and folks. Sergeant Jet Thunderhoof here, coming at you live from the 8-Way Super Slam. Brought to you by Wizard Flakes, they're wizard-tastic. In case you're just tuning in, presently we are neck deep in what is shaping out to be a tournament for the ages. Three fighters have already secured their spots in round two. The newcomer, Crystal Moratis, who made short work of Dwayne the Croc Johnson. Jim Jack's Lizardman, whose primal lizard brain instincts were sent to overdrive as he utterly demolished poor Weasel McNerney. And of course, the ruthless, stone cold femme fatale, Brandy who took the fan-favorite King Hippo's head between her thighs and... We here at the Rikers Island Super Arena send our condolences to Mrs. Hippo and her three beautiful Hippo children, who will have to be raised without a father now that Brandy is moving on to round two. And now, it's time for our fourth match of the evening. Emerging from the East Corridor, weighing in at 46 pounds, not counting the wheelchair, of course, here comes Tommy Poppins, a cockney little malnourished orphan boy who's fighting to keep his orphanage from getting shut down. Isn't that sweet? I'll give it my best, I will. And his opponent... Coming out from the West Corridor, from Shorts Unknown, weighing in at 286 pounds, give it up for Predator X! takes the victory royale. He just shredded a child into ribbons, and now he's moving on to round two. What an electrifying match, wouldn't you agree, Adrian? Right, right, shit. Oh, God, I keep forgetting he got canceled this week. God, I miss him. How's it hanging, ladies and folks? My name is Chris R.R. Bowzo, and this is my show. You're about to hear the latest and greatest installment of my ongoing sword and sorcery sci-fi narrative. A story written, read, performed, and edited all with your ear holes in mind. So don't even concern yourself with going back to catch up quite yet, because this episode, like every episode, just so happens to be the perfect jumping on point. And then, once you're hooked, feel free to go back and check out the story thus far while you wait for the next one to drop.
But for now, all I need you to do is sit back, relax, and allow me to unfurl the wizard scroll. Crystal had just returned to her luxury gladiator suite, her first match of the evening having ended just a few minutes prior. She had gotten lucky, exceedingly lucky. Had her opponent not been dealt such a major disadvantage in their all-out bout, she shuddered to think about what Dwayne the Croc Johnson, that big fucking bipedal crocodile, could have done if given the chance. And so, no sooner had she shut the door behind her than she was already changed out of her gear, decompressing the only way she knew how, silently stewing before an 88-inch plasma screen magic rectangle, ripping bong in a thong, chilling with no bra on. Have aliens visited your clip? And if so, did they help build the ancient Sanscapian pyramids? We brought in acclaimed science fiction author Daniel J. Noodleman to get his side of the story. Uh, yeah, well, I think you said it's possible. Yawn! Been there, done that! So last season. Hey, what the fuck? You can't just barge in here. I'm not decent. I don't have a fucking bra on. Crystal scrambled into the nearest t-shirt she could get her hands on as her butler shamefully averted his gaze. This particular shirt just so happened to be one which bore the words Got Milk across the chest. My sincerest apologies, Miss Everfall. The fuck do you want? You have a visitor. A visitor at this hour? Who the... What the? Uh, hello? Hey. And lo, just beyond the crack of her doorway she stood, a six foot one behemoth of a woman, her olive green skin littered with angry white scars and black tribal tattoos in equal measure. Markings displayed proudly by means of her sports bra spandex shorts combo, leaving little to the imagination as her bulging biceps, toned thighs, and six-pack abs glistened in the soft, white light of the hallway. Hey! You're Brandy, right? Y you come here often? I mean, uh, what are you doing here? Figured I'd come meet the new meet before our big match. Brandy's bright orange eyes flashed with either hunger or lust as she proceeded. You know, for the chick who killed Cargon on her first day at the island, you're a lot more... petite than I was expecting. <laughs> the elf's cheeks flushed red. <laughs> My cheeks are fucking... <laughs> flushing red right now. <laughs> I can't believe I wrote this is gonna be a good one. <laughs> well, you know what they say. The magic rectangle adds five inches. Nobody says that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Brandy, I've got a fat ball packed tight with that new strain, the rubberizer OG. You want in on this shit or what? Nah. The only bowl I ever pack before a match is my cereal bowl. Chock full of nutritious wizard flakes, baby. Speaking of, I was actually just about to get my grub on when I realized that I'm out of milk. 
You wouldn't suppose you could help a girl out real quick, eh, Crystal? Oh, I've got milk, all right. She rebuted as she retrieved her bong and milked it once again. I don't have time for this crap. Fine, I'll just get it myself. Yeah! What's all this pea protein crap? Where's your real milk? Well, excuse me, Miss Lactose Tolerant, but plant-based milk is a legitimate beverage that tastes great and doesn't give me diarrhea, okay? Now, do you want some or not? Can't you see I'm in the middle of fucking sitting here with a bong and a thong, chilling with no bra on? Keep your pea milk, bitch. I'll eat my wizard flakes dry. Across the multiverse, there's a cluster of wild stars known as a Megastar 7, filled with bounty hunters, bandits, and the fine dining mega corporation, the Hooli's House of Good Eats. A place with starships, dive bars, and guns. Really, really big guns. When you're here, you're family. If you owed your family a lot of money. Welcome to a Megastar 7. Okay, yeah, great. All well and good, but like, add a little pizzazz to it. Like, spice it up. <sighs> Omega Star 7 is streaming on your favorite podcatchers now. No, 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 no. Like, Omega Star 7 is streaming now. Find out more at OmegaStar7.com. Well, see, you're just not doing it right. I just don't think anyone's going to listen to this. And now it's time for the first match of round two, and a total catfight at that. Emerging from the West Corridor, hailing from Sienna Roots, weighing in at 116 pounds, it's everyone's favorite up-and-coming kerfuffler, Crystal the Rattest. From the East Corridor, born and raised in Wangtown, New York, weighing in at 245 pounds, you know her, you love her, you want to be her, give it up for Would you care to disclose the rules of engagement for this lovely match? Why, of course, Chet. I have a very simple rule set in mind for these two. Ladies, let's have ourselves a good old-fashioned bare-knuckle kickboxing match. No weapons or armor allowed. Victory by knockout. And then he locked eyes with Crystal mid-sentence, his flabby, jowly visage contorted into just the most smug, most shit-eatingest grin you ever did see. Oh, fatality! <laughs> oh, fuck! And just like that, Crystal's wellspring of lucky breaks had finally run dry. 
Randy was six weight classes above her, nine inches taller, and had some actual kickboxing skills to boot. Even with all the luck in the world on her side, she wouldn't stand a chance against her in a closed quarters, no-holds-barred match such as this. So yeah, oh fuck indeed. But first, the preliminary shaking of hands. Well, 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 if it isn't pea milk, girl, once again. Hey, don't knock it till you try it, babe. I'm not your babe, babe. You may have the power of God and vegetables on your side or whatever, but none of that's gonna matter after I elbow drop you in the stomach so hard that all that fancy schmancy piss milk of yours comes out through your nostrils, eyeballs, and other unlikely orifices. Um... I would prefer if you didn't. Brandy allowed her smile to widen into a feverish grin, more a baring of teeth than anything else. Her excitement now fully visible across her visage as she slipped on her mouth guard. Wait, you're supposed to bring your own? I thought those were like provided at the venue. I'll tell you what, forfeit right now and I won't have to batter your pretty little brains into a small red stain. No, like, yeah, like, no, babe, that ain't gonna happen, so you better... It wasn't even close. This shit show made the Predator X fight against that orphan look fair by comparison. For as soon as the bell struck thrice, Brandy lunged forward with a motion so quick that it must have been baked into her DNA. So quick even that Crystal presently found herself bowled over, splayed out on the ground with Brandy's palms shoved in her face. Oh, heck no, I know you didn't just bite me, you little bitch. You playing dirty? I can play real fucking dirty. And from there, the orc lost her fucking shit. She pummeled the elf's prone form with a series of punches, kicks, feeds, and atomic elbow drops that seemed to be coming from a lesion of limbs rather than four. A near constant stream of blows assaulted Crystal's body. She could hardly tell when one punch ended and another kick began. But, interestingly enough, she couldn't feel a thing. That rubberizer was one heck of a strain, she figured. It was almost as if she was made of some rubbery material. Oh my god! Brandy's scaling to the top turnbuckle! She's going in for the atomic elbow drop! Because she was. Crystal, the 5-4 elf, is at a major disadvantage in this kickboxing match against an orc three heads taller and double her weight. Who could have possibly seen this one coming, Mr. Riker? Huh. Maybe next time that skank will think twice before roundhousing me in the tent. In a motion so smooth you wouldn't believe it's not butter, Crystal rolled back and flipped up to her feet. I didn't hear no bell. What? Impossible! Crystal is still fighting fit after 14 straight minutes of being pummeled into the mat! What the heck do they feed those guys in there? Who is it, Flash? When she goes from the roundhouse to the tent! With little effort, Brandy caught Crystal by her flying kick, and for a moment she held the flailing and now upside down elf aloft by her ankle. You're still conscious after all that! What else would you expect from the raddest? Now give me that skull crusher! I mean, get roundhouse! Crystal, still inverted, flashed a small sideways smile and a wink to the camera. 
As far as ways to die went, the elf figured death by Skull Crusher was an easy A-tier, but she had no intentions of dying tonight, or any night for that matter. Already her plan was beginning to show promise, for Brandy's inexplicably glistening thighs were presently squeezing Crystal's head like one of those stress ball things they have in a therapist's office. Skull Crusher! Oh, first King Hippo, now the newcomer too! Oh, the elf manatee! I can't bear to watch! Oh, don't worry, chat. It won't be long now. Dawn, give her heck, Brandy! But next, Brandy knew. The elf had stretched her sinewy arms out like Plastic Man or some other stretchy-limbed character, snaking them up to coil around the orc's neck. What the fuck? Oh, holy fucking shit! Look at her go, people! Crystal Horan is fucking doing some chase-the-dog-ass shit with her arms! She's got Brandy in the double-triple chokehold! Get choked, bitch! Go! <laughs> a wide-eyed, panicking Brandy squeezed her mighty thighs as hard as she could, but her efforts were in vain. Even with over 10,000 hours clocked on her trusty thigh master, she simply could not crush Crystal's squishy, medicine ball-like skull. Shh. Easy now, babe, easy. Shh. And soon enough, Brandy slowed and she stopped, her head lolling off to one side as her spastic sputtering came to a close. Holy fucking shit! And the biggest upset victory since Young Sloth back in 06! Crystal Loretus takes down Brandy! This elf is chock full of surprises tonight, eh, Mr. Riker? The rookie moves on to round three, but who will be her opponents? Find out right here, right after the break! Today's episode of The Wizard's Scroll is brought to you by listeners like you! Head on over to patreon.com slash thewizardscroll today for instant access to all sorts of patron-exclusive content, including, but not limited to, early access to new episodes before they're released, phone and desktop wallpapers, and a whole bunch of other shit as well. Sign up for a small monthly donation today at Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash the wizard scroll. And you better know how to spell that. Anyway, that's about it from this old blabbermouth. As it says, out. We return to our seats after buying a glizzy, a foam finger, and a 97-ounce Big Gulp cup of juniper honey mead, only to find the next match already well underway. And let me tell you, Jin Jack's Lizardman and Predator X were presently engaged in the most ruthless, most cutthroat, most deadly type of super arena match there is. 
where the average lethality rate of the participants was 105%, and only the most stone-cold mothers out there could survive. And now it's time for the swimsuit competition. Here comes Jin Jacks in a stunning two-piece bikini with matching swim cap, pool floaties, and inner tube combo. Whoa, mama! Check out Predator X strutting his stuff like the pros, wearing an absolutely beautiful pre-ripped one-piece swimsuit that perfectly accentuates his Freddy Krueger-esque claws, toenails, and teeth. It's anyone's game now, people. So it's all gonna come down to the talent portion. Here is where we find out once and for all who wants it the most. Oh, well, my name is Red Rex, and my special talent is I can make some really good salsa with my claw hands. Oh my goodness, he just pulverized that bowl of veggies and peppers into a spicy, tangy treat. Delicious. All right, Jinjax, step right up to the main stage and show all these lovely little people your lovely little talent. Whoa, Nelly! Jinjax just slit Predator Rex's throat from behind. The audience loves it, and it's decided. Jinjax is moving on to round three. He is one step closer to winning the championship belt as well as enacting his bloody vengeance against Crystal and Rodney both. Isn't that right, Mr. Lizardman? Come on, Don, hurry it up a little. The guards will be back any minute. Excuse me, Scarletta, but what we've got is a fucking spoon. I am digging as fast as I can, I promise you. Abort, chops three o'clock. Just gotta slide the toilet back in place and... What are you three doing? Yeah. Uh, the green one dropped an upper decker in the toilet, and uh, we were just trying to fish it out with the spoon here, yes. I see. Carry on. Weirdos. Hey, what's an upper decker? Ah, yes, an upper decker is when you open up the tank of the toilet and you take a shit inside. How dreadful. Ew. Your rumor of dirty ass and shitty shit is overbearing in here. Ah, yes, 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 the poop water is a good sign, my friends. Now that we are in the sewers, our freedom is but a 200-yard crawl away. <gasps> I can see some light just over there. The exit. There it is. Oh, bother. They know. Quickly. We must jump for it. Thanks for tuning in to me screaming about wizards for 20 minutes. If you're still here, odds are that you've enjoyed what you just heard and are stoked for more. So fear not, dear listener, we've got a brand new episode coming out soon that's gonna be real nice. The finale of the Super Arena arc, Crystal, what fucking scenarios is she gonna get into next? She's got a fight with Jinjax coming up, who knows what'll happen. Ah, uh, fucking give me a five-star review on Amazon or Spotify or fucking podcast or whatever. Like, whatever you're listening to, if you got a rating option there, just fucking two seconds out of your day, just press that five-star. Do me a solid. Do yourself a solid. Let me know what you think of the show. 
This guy, this shit's gotta go viral at some point, right? I've only been at it for three years. So tell your friends about this shit. Tell them, hey, hey, Tom, what's up? It's your pal, Chet. Um, fuck, yeah, I just, I just heard this show called The Wizard Scroll. It's really fucking good. This guy, this guy, Chris R.R. Bauzo, I don't know what the RR stands for, but he makes a really good show. He puts a lot of work into all this shit. And your friend will be like, oh shit, you know what? I better check it out and rate him five stars on Spotify. That sounds like a good plan. I think I shall as well. If you're not having conversations like that with your friends, then you don't have friends. I mean, come on, now really. Anyway, (laughs) word of mouth is how this show can continue to grow. So share the shit out of it with everyone you know. And until next time, bye bye <laughs> The fuck was that? The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Meet Pia Casely, a journalist with a nose for a good story. Do you know who the last person to interview Julie Capsom was? Me. Meet Brenda Bentley, a dogged detective with a case she can't let go. Nobody came closer than I did, and that's why I was kicked off the force. Together, they solve the cold cases no one else can. That's when things got weird. And we haven't even gotten to the torso yet. If they don't kill each other first, that is... Well, you've got another thing coming. You know, I think it's you've got another thing coming. Or perhaps there's something else between them. Well, if the feeling's mutual, call it a mutual feeling. Arden, a podcast about crime, romance, and everything else. Season 1 and 2 now available. Brought to you by Wayface Industries. The good people. <laughs>